Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and joining me, as always, is no one. Uh, I am on my own this week, um, just with the time of year that it is. Myself and Connor's schedules are just a little bit different this week, so we weren't able to get together to record a Hero or Zero. But uh, we didn't want to leave you guys without something, so I thought I would be let loose. And I get full unsupervised access to any character in Marvel Comics ever. So Hero or Zero is the show where we take one comic book character every single week. We talk their good points, their bad points, and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, Connor usually takes DC characters, whereas I take Marvel. It would have been a DC week, but being that it's the the, the Sean-only show... This week we're doing uh, a Marvel special and I've been on a little bit of a ban recently. So I'm not currently allowed to talk about uh, any multiverse variants of heroes because quite frankly, I was I, I, I was taking the piss, let's be honest, because um, that just gives me infinite opportunities to talk about the same character multiple times. But being that Connor isn't here this week, what I'm going to do is I am going to talk about a variant of one of my favourite characters. Probably my favourite character. I love Spider-Man, for people that don't already know that. And the trailer came out for uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse this week. Now, there is plenty of Spider-Man show up in that trailer. Um, however, there's one that I haven't seen that I really hope shows up. And that is Spider-Man. Now, I've mentioned Spider-Man on the show a couple of times in the past. Um, however, he's not really, usually he's not really big enough to, I suppose, devote a whole episode to. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a quicker one, a bit of a shorter intro to a character. Um, but I think he's fun. I think he sums up kind of the beauty that multiverse stories can be. So 
we're just going to start from the beginning. So starting off, the incident. So Peter Parker was once a promising young student invited by Max Modell, alongside his best friend Gwen Stacy, to tour the Bleeding Edge Company at Horizon Labs. Now, all sounding very familiar, one of the experiments that Peter and Gwen observed was a massive colony of spiders that the company was bombarding with radioactive particles, studying genetics and things like that. Natural progression, genetics, bombard spiders with radiation. Um, So Peter actually fell in to this colony of spiders where he was seemingly devoured. Um, That's a comic book, so the word seemingly, you know, means he really wasn't. So in the process of the spiders eating Peter Parker, these radioactive spiders became a singular hive mind that absorbed Peter's consciousness. So if, if anyone heard the report on Swarm that I did, I think a year or so ago, um, very similar to Swarm. So all of these spiders have the consciousness of Peter Parker. They masquerade as Peter Parker. They conform themselves into his being. Um, and the hive calls itself Spider's Man and um, begins to fight crime in Cruel York. Now, Cruel York, imagine New York uh, in the Marvel Universe, but much, much, much worse. So it's Earth 11580 um, and basically New York is ruled by, okay, so New York is ruled by the Goblin Queen who in this universe is Madeline Pryor, who is a clone of Jean Grey that they made, uh, that Mr. Sinister made after Jean Grey was seemingly killed by the Phoenix Force. All with me? So, she is the Goblin Queen in this universe. So, the Goblin Queen's servants took to the skies of Cruel York and started bombing and kidnapping random citizens. Now... When the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, who works for the Goblin Queen in this universe, uh, Norman Osborn basically attacked Gwen. Um, however, he was interrupted by the timely arrival of Spider's Man. Uh, so while Spider's Man was focused on, there were three goblins in front of them. The Goblin Queen, Green Goblin, and Jack O'Lantern, who we've talked about on the show already. So... Jack O'Lantern slashed open the back of Spider's Man's costume. That's very difficult to say, Spider's Man's. Um, but instead of you know a you know a flush of blood or seeing his bare skin, uh, instead a horde of spiders burst out of the costume and started overwhelming Jack O'Lantern, crawling up into his mask and incapacitating him terrifying the other goblins so spider's man is so messed up that he scared norman osborne in full goblin mode and all of the goblins actually retreated after this having seen everything that happened gwen stacy approaches spider's man and she realizes that it's peter and she's like peter we can still save you here like the the people at the lab they made these spiders they know how they work they can turn you back to human. But Spider's Man turned away from her, warning her that it was too late for him to be anything other than a monster and that she should keep away from him before disappearing into a nearby alley, uh, basically dissipating into a horde of spiders. There's just an empty costume left behind. So he's fully gone uh, in his own head. 
this is the last we saw Spider-Man for some time, um, up until there was a run. It's recent enough, it was called Superior Spider-Man. And in Superior Spider-Man, um, Otto Octavius, Dr. Octopus, is dying. Basically, he his body is shutting down, so he's going to be left as just his mind trapped in his body. He does not want this, and so what he does is he swaps his mind into Peter Parker's body. Um, he knows he's Spider-Man, and he declares that he is going to be a superior Spider-Man. He's going to take up the mantle and basically do everything that Peter Parker wasn't willing to do. So that's who Superior Spider-Man is. There is also a group in Marvel Comics called the Inheritors. Now, the Inheritors are... The easiest way to think of them is vampires. So they are an extremely ancient group, and they would always hunt and eat so-called totems. So totems is something that was introduced... This is so many tangents. Something that was introduced in Spider-Man comics. Basically, the spider powers are gifted to certain individuals. Um, The Inheritors have uh, the ability to travel the multiverse, and so they travel the multiverse hunting down, basically, spider-powered people. That's their whole deal. So what happens is that the Inheritors come back and forth every so often. They're defeated. They reform all of this. And on one of these times when the Inheritors returned, Superior Spider-Man of Earth-616, the main Marvel Universe, decided that the best way to fight them would be to gather as many spider-powered people as possible and basically fight the Inheritors head-on. So they set up, uh, it's called Spider-Geddon is the event, and they set up the Superior Spider Army. Um, And Spider-Man was recruited into this um, by uh, Superior Spider-Man, and this was this this is what the Marvel Wiki said. He was recruited at a time when he had begin to he had begun to develop a particular taste for human flesh, uh, though he tried to conceal this from his newfound allies. So he's ju- he, like he's not uh, he's nothing like Peter Parker anymore. He is a weird, messed up hive mind of spiders with the impulses of spiders, but the thinking capabilities of a man is probably the easiest way to describe it. Um, He was approached, so Spider's Man was approached by the Spider-Man of Earth 44145. Now, that is Spider-Nor-Man. That is a universe in which Norman Osborn gained the spider powers. Okay, so you have big massive spiders uh, talking with Norman Osborn with spider powers, but the intelligence and assets of Norman Osborn. So, the two of them came up with a plan. So they thought, so look, these inheritors, this group of vampires, they're traveling the multiverse and they're hunting down spider totems. Wouldn't it be easier if they were just locked in one universe and the rest of us could just ignore them? That we could just stop worrying about them forever. And so their plan is to seal the Inheritors away on the prime Marvel Universe. So Earth-616, they are going to basically allow that world to die because the Inheritors will kill everyone. They will kill humans if needs be. um, And they will feed on humans. So they want to leave Earth-616 to die, but that would then save the rest of the multiverse. 
Um, and Spider's Man is totally cool with this idea, by the way. So, Spider Norman uh, was having a discussion with the superior Spider-Man, who is Dr. Octopus at this point. That's a ludicrous sentence. And he said that both he and Spider's Man had decided to leave the group. Norman saying that he would take him back to his world and find a solution. So they both left the kind of central hub that all of the spider people were meeting up in. And they both left and they teleported, and I need you to be on board here, they teleported to the web of life and destiny. So, the web of life and destiny is a point in space. Um, It is... Basically, okay, so the way it's described, it's a three-dimensional construct in a five-dimensional space, and it acts as the model of the entire multiverse. So, the Web of Life and Destiny is on Earth-001 in the Marvel multiverse. So, it's been there from the start. The spider powers have been there from the start, and they're attached to to this web of life and destiny. That's why there are so many variations of Spider-Man. There's one in every universe, in every multiverse. So the the web of life and destiny is basically controlled and maintained by one of the inheritors called Karn. Karn is not interested in hunting. He's more interested in creation. He is an outcast from the inheritors because of this. And they actually, uh, Karn ends up being killed. So Spider-Norman and Spider-Man arrive at the Web of Life and Destiny and they see Karn's corpse. Now you'll remember, Spider-Man has a taste for flesh at this point. So he starts feeding on Karn's corpse. Then Norman decides to destroy the Web of Life and Destiny, trapping the inheritors on Earth 616. He's going to fulfill his plan. However, before this happens, Spider-Man spreads all of his spiders across different realities across the multiverse. So, Spider-Man is now, it's the same consciousness, but in every, in many different realities across the multiverse, is what he's done here. Um, The inheritors are sealed away. That's the end of that issue, basically. They end up defeating them on Earth. I think they send them to some kind of poison radioactive planet later on. But, Spider-Man is uh, free, basically. He can go. He is everywhere. He can do whatever he wants. Um, later, he he uses this. He teams up with Superior Spider-Man in the main universe. He's used as a spy because he can just be a spider on a wall, basically. Um, and then he is eventually defeated by uh, Superior Spider-Man after he turns on him. So the... That's where his story ends. That's the last we've seen of him up until now. Um, and that's why it's kind of a short report. He's, he's really features in about one story and that's it. But I just think it's a really cool concept. Um, like the spiders being more in control than the man is. Um, in terms of powers and abilities, um, the, the wiki actually redirects to a character called Carl King. And Carl King is someone who is from the main Earth-616 mainline universe. Um, Carol King was a bully in Peter Parker's class. So in the the original event, in the mainline Marvel universe where Spider-Man gets his powers when he's bitten by that radioactive spider, 
Carl King sees it happen. And he notices later on Peter exhibiting superhuman abilities, basically. When he's figuring it out in school and stuff and he has all those awkward moments, Carl King sees all of this happen. Carl decides, he puts two and two together and he's like, I want spider powers too. So Carl located the dead spider. It was in some vault or something. Um, and he, because he couldn't be bitten by it, he eats it. Um, and eventually his body started to break down into a hive mind of spiders. He unintentionally consumes his own mother from the inside out and then his father, and then his girlfriend. It's really horrifying stuff, but he learns that every time he eats someone, he gets stronger. And he decides to do this enough times to where he can take down Spider-Man. Uh, he then started basically stalking Spider-Man to uh, to keep an eye on him until he, he would realise he was strong enough. He disguised himself as a woman and just asked Peter for help because he knows Peter is Spider-Man and then he knocks Peter out ties him to a chair and decides to eat him and wear his skin and live as the Spider-Man essentially Um, Peter managed to free himself Carol runs into an energy box and the explosion kills most of his spiders only one survives uh, and this spider goes out into the street but ends up getting stepped on by a New York citizen so that's the end of Carol King. The reason I bring all of that up is that the powers and abilities and the power grid are the same. So he is a human hive. So his body is actually a thousand or more spiders that inhabit a human shell. They contain Carl's consciousness and can take over another human body by eating them from the inside out. Um, every time he eats someone, they become stronger the possessed person can also cling to surfaces and scale walls. Um, what's also interesting is that Carol King and also Spider's Man don't trigger the spider sense because they are just spiders. At the end of the day, if it was triggered by regular spiders, it would be going off the whole time in New York. Um, he also has possible immortality. So because his consciousness is so spread out, um, once the, once one part of the swarm survives, it can multiply. So we can just start from zero, essentially. And then in the Marvel 1 to 7 rating system, uh, we have an intelligence of 2, strength of 4, speed of 3, durability of 4, energy projection of 1, and fighting skills of 4. So pretty good across the board for a bunch of spiders. Um, maybe not as good as, you know, Spider-Man at his peak, but still enough of a danger to be taken seriously i suppose um but that like it's kind of a short one as i said but that is my report on spiders man just a really weird idea of a of, of a character that honestly i'm fairly sure he just was meant to pop up in spider geddon and be gone forever but i think he'll occasionally pop up i think we'll see him in a spider verse at some point because he's so weird and he's so gross and i think that would be fun to see in animation um but yeah that is my report it's kind of weird doing this without someone else to throw it back to um and someone else to ask questions on but i hope everyone enjoyed um and if you uh, didn't hear we will be so the shows next week are going to come out as normal we will be taking a bit of a break then from the 26th up until kind of the new year um just to 
have a bit of a break, refresh ourselves, spend time with family and things like that. Um, but I think I'll just take us out. Um, thank you everyone for listening to my little episode of Hero or Zero. We'll be back on Monday with a bit of a special movie Mondays actually. Stay tuned for that. Wednesday with Weird News Wednesdays and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thank you to all the patrons. Everyone who supports us over there is an absolute legend and we couldn't do the show without you all. Patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast for that. The merch store is linked below, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one. And I think that's about it, Sean. I think so. So I've been Sean Mean. I've been Sean Mean. And we'll see you all next week, guys. Bye. 